Honor AANHPI heritage, communities, and families today by getting vaccinated for a safer tomorrow. Vaccination greatly reduces your chance of having COVID symptoms like fatigue, pain, and memory problems that last for months. Protect your tomorrow with a vaccine today. Talk to a doctor if you have any questions. Find vaccines and boosters near you at vaccines.gov. We can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. How are you feeling? I'm feeling Asian. Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And we have a special episode. Yeah. Special is... Mother's Day episode for our listeners. <laughs> Mother's Day episode. <laughs> it's uh, chaotic. Th- this Mother's is our Day. thesis. It's all come to this. This is yeah. the grand culmination of our podcast. <laughs> Listen, if I know our listeners, I know that they're really excited about this because I feel like they really like it when we get personal. Like when we had that episode where we were having a fight, people were really into it. So this is probably right up their alley. This is right up their alley. Our, our listeners like the tea. They want the hot gossip and we're going <laughs> to give it to them. But uh, this episode, you know, it's a Mother's Day episode, but our guests are very special this week, young me. And yeah. I think our listeners, since they know how to read, they, they have a pretty good idea of who the guests are this week. For uh, the Mother's Day episode, Brian and I decided that we wanted to, you know, celebrate the mothers in our family. So this week we decided to invite, well, my mom, who will be on shortly. Yikes. Yes. Everyone get ready. But, um, <laughs> but I asked my mom and uh, my mom's too shy to do the podcast, so... I <gasps> I got the next best thing, which is my sister, a.k.a. Wow. basically a second mom, <laughs> but also a very cool Nuna for all you Korean listeners out there. But uh, yeah, can, I think I want to introduce her. Can I just introduce her, Young Lee? Of course, please. All right, listeners, this is a very special episode. Our guest this week, friend of the pod, Very, <laughs> I've known her my entire life. Listeners, give your ears to my older sister, Jessica Park. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me today. <laughs> on, on a scale oh of gosh. 1 to 10, how nervous and uncomfortable are you right now? Um, <laughs> 11. And, you know, this morning I woke up and I was telling my husband how nervous I am. And he just said to me like, oh, you're fine. You're a trial attorney. But honestly, I don't think I've ever been this nervous because... <laughs> To be wow. an attorney, usually I'm like speaking on behalf of my clients, but this is the first time where mm-hmm. I'm kind of just talking about myself and my feelings. So the tables kind of turned. Right. So yeah, my heart's jumping out of my chest a wow. little bit. <laughs> Listeners, you heard that. Wow. You're, you heard that here first. My sister is the favorite because ding, 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 <laughs> she is an attorney and she let you know that <laughs> right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like people always like the t- the few times people have said that they are really nervous to be on the podcast. I'm like, I can't tell at all. Like, like you seem so calm and collected right now. I'm like, wow, I would have never known if you didn't say that. Oh, thank you. Um, my hands are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because I feel like when I'm nervous, I'm like, <sighs> like I'm like I look dumb or so. Do you know what I mean? I'm like everyone can tell, but. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, it's so weird. I keep calling you Jess, but I want to call you Nuna, which is the, uh, in Korean, that's like the term that you call your older sister. 
But uh, first and foremost, thanks for doing the pod. I know that it's a, it's a bit uncomfortable and a bit odd and maybe even <laughs> weird for you. Um, but yeah, a big reason why uh, I thought you'd be great is that you are also a mother yourself. And But in fact, I think it's a little different from our mom because you're, you're of our generation and you're kind of going through the early aughts of motherhood right now. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to dive into that with you. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, before we, we ask you how you feel, Jess, Youngmi, how are you feeling? Okay, so th- I know that this is going to be like... I don't know how I don't know what's going to happen on this episode, you know, but um, <laughs> it's a very personal episode. But my fe- my how am I feeling this week is very, um, very well, surface level. Surprisingly, I got I got new plants okay. and it's like made my life a thousand times better. <laughs> Like, I love the plants. Like, I'm just, like, look. I'm, like, going up and, like, I got, like, a really big, long, like, hanging one. And I'm just, like, looking at it every day, making sure it's okay. And I'm, like, stressing out about watering (laughs) it. I'm, like, I just watered it, like, three days. Should I? I don't want to overwater it. Like, I got plant food and pebbles. (laughs) How far away (laughs) are you until your entire apartment's overrun with plants and your shower is all plants? Honestly, I was like going to go today and get more plants. I'm like, the pl- I'm so obsessed. And I got like nice little pots. The The pots are what's expensive if anyone has plants out there. Mm. I'm like talking like I'm a plant expert now. <laughs> I've had plants for three days. By the way, the plants, like the plants are expensive, but the pots are really expensive. But then I like got like this nice decorative pot. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm just like so in love with them. And it's, I just moved it around. I just moved it over here before the recording so I could look at it. <laughs> wow. I love that for you. I, f- I'm f- I feel it through the screen, the Zoom screen, young me, because you, you, you seem chipper. It's really it's really changed my life. Honestly, you know, it's like the motherhood, mother episode, I guess. So I, I guess, you know, out there, if you're listening, you don't have kids, you, you, don't, you don't want kids, you don't even, you're not even thinking about it. If you have a plant, you, you kind of are a mother. The same feeling. Wow! Wow! Same exact. Thing. Like, I feel the same way to my plant as to my child. So it's like you know when your friends have like pets and you're like complaining about being a mom, Jessica, and they're like, "I have a puppy." And you're like, "Shut up!" <laughs> no, I know that, what you're saying. Like, that's me. <laughs> oh my god! But you also actually have right a now. son too. On top of that. <laughs> I'm stressed. I haven't gotten any sleep because of my plan. <laughs> I'm in that like phase. I have a baby plan. Um, yeah, no, but I'm in. I'm in like great mood because of my plan. I know that's like it seems like such a, you know, but Brian and Brian, you and I have talked about this. Like little little tiny things will really shift our mood, and it's like, you know, it, it life is so difficult right now with everything going on. Why not take these little little pleasures? You know, Damn. I'm just getting really into my plant. Yeah. Spoken like a true That's mother. It. All you need to do is start sharing some bad <laughs> inspirational quotes on your Instagram where it's like a horrible JPEG <laughs> that says, every moment is a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, wine or something <laughs> like those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I'm feeling right now with the plant. <laughs> I love it. How are you feeling, Brian? Um, similarly, I'm going to keep mine pretty short and sweet because I want to... Uh, 
you know, kind of roast my sister a bit, but um, <laughs> I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling great right now. Uh, I so currently at the time of this recording, I am not in New York. I'm doing a little uh, remote work vacation situation, and I remember a few weeks back, young me, you described New York mm-hmm. as uh, anytime you go outside, there's something that will happen that will make you really on edge and hostile and make you say that fuck for whatever reason yeah and uh-huh. i love it here there's so many plants where i'm at right now and <laughs> you know it's really it's really nice to walk outside and just have mm-hmm. the past three days pretty low stress and people are friendly and not encounter mm-hmm. situations that make me uncomfortable or aggravated or annoyed and wow mm-hmm. i'm living my best life right now it feels great and honestly this is probably my first real vacation since pre-covid so it's uh yeah i'm feeling good low stress right now (laughs) and also you're childless so you can enjoy that vacation and sleep in and take that stroll (laughs) oh 100 there we go again my sister reminding me that not only is she an attorney but she's also a mother And I am the spoiled youngest child. Yes, I am. That is something that I have become more aware of lately is what? Uh, to really take advantage of the fact that I am childless right now because, um, yeah, clock is, I feel like clock is ticking. You know, when I was younger, I would yeah. hear like advice from people who are like parents like, oh, you know, man, like live it up because once you have a kid, it's all, it's over. I'm like oh shit maybe that is true I don't know I mean yeah I I have a plant at home so I guess that gives me the authority to say yes (laughs) I get it It (laughs) you know what it feels like to be a parent yeah no uh, seriously having a kid going I don't know why people go on vacation with kids (laughs) going on a vacation with kids it's so hard it's just like makes you even more tired it is you need yeah, a vacation from fun. the vacation when you're going on vacation with kids it's very very it's like, emotional and stressful and yeah there's hot. no relaxing i went to um because wait i don't know if you're i don't know if you're not telling people where you are brian do you care I don't know. I, I've, I've been I'm, I've been keeping oh, it vague, but go on. Oh, I I went to where you are when my when Mino was like six months old or well, something. That sounds like fucking hell. Why would you do that? <laughs> where you were, remember your story about you stepped on a crack and threw out your back the first day? Yeah, because the sidewalks are uneven. Okay, imagine going on those sidewalks with like a travel stroller. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want a kid, baby, six months. They like have zero like ability to brace or like hold on. So it's just like a loose potato in there. (laughs) And then you're walking, and then like all of a sudden, it's like a, it's like a, it's like three feet, and you're like trying to lift the stroller up three. Like what? What is this? (laughs) Oh my god! God. But enough about us, Jess. How are you feeling? Um, I'm good. Uh, jeez. My answer is going to be so depressing compared to your two answers, but this is honestly how I'm feeling. So mm-hmm. the other day, um, for the first time, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm really lonely. I'm really lonely right now. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had this feeling, but it just kind of surfaced out of nowhere. And I felt the need mm-hmm. to share it. 
And just a really quick background. I lived in New York for 13, 14 years. Um, I moved to sleepy West Texas about a year and two months ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't have any friends here. I do have my parents, but it's very different from friends. And I'm no longer in the corporate world. Um, I own a small business. So honestly, my only interaction every day is with my high school employees. So aside from that, the only people I talk to are my employees, my mom, and my kids, and my husband. So the social aspect of my life Mm. is completely missing. Mm. And I think the first year, I didn't realize how lonely I was because I was so hyper-focused on just making sure that my kids transitioned well, especially my seven-year-old daughter. Um, So I was more focused on that. And now that she is thriving in her, you know, new school and everything, I think mentally, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, we were just having a family dinner with mom and dad, extended family was over. It was a big dinner and it just, it was this heaviness that I felt and we were cleaning the dishes and I turned to my husband. I was just like, I'm really lonely. And it was weird because there's so many people around me, but I felt this void, like for the mm. first time, um, and mm-hmm. I can't describe it, um, but I just feel this void, and it's mm. this heaviness. It doesn't. It, it's not debilitating where I can't carry on with my day, but just occasionally, I've noticed now since I said that to my husband, I just feel it. it it's like it just passes in moments. Like, oh, I, I'm really lonely. I miss my friends, yeah. and. I'm at an age where I'm very middle-aged, pretty much. I'm just accepting it. And it's harder to meet friends at my age. It really is, especially when you're a mom, because you kind of already have your tribe. And at my age, I'm going to be 41 soon. You're already thinning out your group. Like you're thinning it out. Like you're not growing it. And so meeting friends here has been, I don't know, it's been difficult. I've met nice people, but like Mm -hmm. connecting with them, has not been easy. Like, I guess it's me and maybe I have a wall up, but yeah, that's how I'm feeling, Mm. but I'm fine. I mean, it's just, yeah, I just, I feel this void right now and I'm kind of figuring it out myself how to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's incredibly, a lot of people talk about how hard it is to make friends when you're older because, um, your lifestyle, like the places that you go to are not conducive to like starting new friendships. Yes. You know, like what you're saying, a lot of people make friends at work and you're saying you have a small business now and the people there are like in a very different, like, well, they're high uh, school kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's like ridiculous. Yeah. Although you can have a 17 year old best friend, you know, like that meme. It's like you and like <laughs> yeah. your best 15 year old best friend, Cindy or something. Like exactly. That. And yeah. I think because of COVID, it's it's harder to meet yeah. parents because they're still mm-hmm. keeping it very mm-hmm. the social events a little bit more separated, like pick up and everything. But um, I'm just feeling like that five year old kid, the new kid Aww. on the playground, you know, trying to find yeah. my footing. Moving is so Aww. hard. Damn. Moving. People I'm talk sorry, about Nina. moving being hard for oh, like, okay. younger people, but <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine. Like I'm, yeah. I'm thankful, but like I don't know. It's just, I imagine. Just, I don't yeah. know. Is this? And I see. I I don't. Obviously, I don't have a child, so I wouldn't know. But like, isn't like? Can you make friends at school? Like, I guess don't you befriend? Uh, like a so you know the parents, niece, like the parents of your like children's classmates. No. Um, I've met a few of them at birthday parties. Sure. Very, very nice people. It's just, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
meeting outside of those settings is very hard because everyone's so busy with yeah. their children. Yeah. And I guess most of my friends, for the most part, are all up east. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my friend, close friend group, we all like, I don't know, we were in our 20s together. We entered our 30s together. We all got married around the same time, had kids around the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now yeah. our kids are all around the same age. So we have that connection where it's very easy just to like connect and meet up because our friends are friends. But right. here, you know, even Elise, like, you know, she did struggle um, acclimating to her new school. So mm-hmm. like, just like she did, I guess I'm going through the same thing, but I see yeah. that she's thriving now. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, my day will come too. you know, I'm right. going to make a friend too, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> the intimacy is so hard. Because, you know, you're talking about your friend group having gone through all these stages of life together. So there's like this intimacy there. And it's like hard to like squeeze into a new group of people who you probably have that there, right? With other people. Can I also just mention really quick, I like, I really am glad that you brought this up because I think that this is a common um, feeling that a lot of people have when they are moms too, because I feel like, you know, I feel like people don't really think that outside of like the roles that you're meant to do, you're supposed to have this other part of your life that's fulfilling. For, like they think you're going to have like a spouse and like uh, co-workers and your children and that yeah. should be enough or something like that. Like pe- I think a lot of people f- don't realize that you do need like that like other part of your life, you know, t- to be fulfilled. Yeah, friendships are very important. And that's something that I've um, realized recently. I mean, I've always appreciated my friendships, but even more so like what they bring to the table. I guess what I'm missing is um, I just like, you know, I I just reminisce about those times where we had our dinner gatherings and just laughing about everything and nothing and just joking and being able to confide in them. I mean, yes, I have my parents nearby, but it's totally different. Like conversations are different and the whole dynamic is different. And that's the part that I think I'm just, maybe that's the void. So that means it's time for me to fly up to New York and see my (laughs) friends. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all of this is, uh, yeah, this, I mean, it's exactly what you just said, young me. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're just the daughter. You're just Mm -hmm. the wife. You're just the mother, but you're not satiating that part of like you just, just as Jessica. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, if you can't visit, I'll, I'll, I have to, I, I'm over, long overdue for a visit, so I'll, I'll make sure to bring that New York energy when I come Awesome. To, come We're visit. counting down, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, um, you know, uh, this is a Mother's Day themed episode, and uh, we had a couple questions that we, I, well, you know, Young Man had a couple questions for you. And I guess let's just jump right into it. The first one is, uh, Mm -hmm. what is something that has surprised you about motherhood? Gosh, how much I've become my mother. And I never (laughs) thought I would say this because I was such a (laughs) rebellious teenager. Like Brian was the golden child. Like he obeyed, he he was obedient, made great grades, you know, like they, (gasps) he was the good kid. And I was truly the black sheep growing up. Like I was the one talking Mm -hmm. back and, you know, 
I mean, if I broke curfew, I was the one like, you know what, if I'm going to break curfew, I'm just not going to come home until 5am. I was that kid. Wow. So um, <laughs> I was so bad. And I remember I would think to myself, like, there's no way that I'll ever become like my parents and be as strict as them. I'm going to be the cool mm-hmm. mom, etc. And now that I am a mother, oh my gosh, I've become a carbon copy of my mom. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, how do you feel about, well, I know you just said it was shocking, but like, do you, or do you see yourself doing things that your mom uh, used to do and you were like, you hated? I mean, I, I say the same things to my, like <laughs> just with my parents, like said to me, I say the same things to my kids. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. as if it was conditioned in me and it just mm-hmm. comes out and I catch myself. I'm like, whoa, that just sounded like mom or that just sounded like dad or my <laughs> mannerism. So, you know, <laughs> and I can't stop it. I don't know it until after oh. or maybe, you know, I just pause and I'm like, whoa, I'm mom. Like I can become mom, you know? <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> so you, I want to wait. So you say you can't stop it? Like, no, I can't. I just get caught. I get caught in the moment of parenting, you know, whatever situation it may be, you know, maybe I'm giving advice or telling uh, my oldest, a seven-year-old, because my two-year-old doesn't really know what's going on. So it's usually my seven-year-old that we're parenting now, you know, she's at the age where she's understanding things and, and we're trying to teach her life lessons. And the things I say to her is exactly what mom and dad said to us. Wow. Or are you also recognizing there's like, negative aspects where you're like man that really hurt me when i was growing up but fuck i'm doing the same thing now <laughs> i mean i'm yeah, human yeah. i'm human yeah, i'm yeah. sure there's negative aspects in there you know that <laughs> probably <laughs> hurt me and i don't know i don't know what it is i can't stop it you know? yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah. i can't explain it and i can't stop it oh my god honestly and, i'm listening to you and i'm like kind of spiraling because i'm like <laughs> i think I think this is also true for me, but I'm so in denial (laughs) that I've been like, that I've been like, "Um, there's no way I would be like my mom. And now now I'm like sitting here like, I do do this thing where I feel like my my mom did this thing where she was just super nice, like, and just like, uh, didn't like, she would ask me to do stuff and like, just like, was not pushing me at all. And then I wouldn't listen to her. And then the last minute she would like yell, like, yum, yeah, like that. <laughs> and I do that all the time. And it was like traumatizing for me. As a kid. And now I'm like, oh my God, I do the same. So I'm always like, I'm always like, me now. time. Like, I'm like, okay, we're going to go to school in 30 minutes. <laughs> and then yeah. like 20 minutes later, he's like, didn't, doesn't have his pants on or something. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That is. And I feel like I feel like there's like a better way to do it. Like, you know, here okay, let's do this together or something like that. It's just like nice, 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 extreme anger. <laughs> like well, I, yeah, I think Korean parents are naturally kind of I mean, they're they're very like intense. And it's not by yeah. choice. Like they all the immigrants, you know, they came here and they worked really hard and so they had very limited time to raise us. And so mm-hmm. they they are a little bit more um, intense than, you know, maybe white parents who are very chill. And I've noticed that too. Like I'm not chill. I am 
also intense <laughs> when it comes to certain parenting moments, you know? Yeah. And what's funny is I see my mom now as a grandmother, the roles have reversed because mm. now she is like the coolest, chillest grandmother. And mm. she tells me like, hey, you, you know, why don't you like, you know, calm down a bit. I'm like, relax. I, I, what? Like, I'm sorry, but you are not chill. My mom, you know, so don't think that you've always been this like chill person, you know, how dare you? Like my, both my parents are, our parents are like that. They're like, Jess, you're being too hard. I'm like, am I really though? You know, like, I think it's funny because this is how you were to me, but I think you just forgot me, you know? That's so funny. Hey, why don't you relax? And you're like, yeah. you used you like were so mean to me. <laughs> That's such a funny response. Also, I didn't even know that mom and dad were capable of prescribing advice to be more chill. But it's funny that oh, it's so funny. Oh, you have to see them when you come here. They're they're the ones telling me like you really need to calm down. I'm like, what? I mean, I, this, this is, I mean, you were not like this when, when you know, we were growing up. You know? yeah. I have to say, you know, I, my mom is like a great mother in a lot of ways. She's like really loving and wonderful. Uh, and we're going to hear from her on this episode, but there are like things that I think, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with becoming like your parents at all. You know, like I, it's, I think it's natural. I think there are certain things that I was like, uh, I like noted and I was like, I do not want to do this. Absolutely. And I made sure that I didn't do those specific things to my son. Um, but like mo- for the most part, she was like really great. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's not a bad thing. I don't know. I know a lot of people are afraid of becoming like their parents, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I completely agree on me. And if anything, yeah. um, one part that I, you know, like you said, um, I made note of is make sure to, you know, check in on what, how my seven-year-old is feeling. And Mm. that's something that I make sure that I'm like really checked in on how her emotional state is. So if she comes home and she's like, oh, this person wasn't very nice to me, I'll make sure to like sit down and really hear her out and let her have her say. And I think that's something our generation is able to bring as parents um, because we are able to relate with them because we went through the same things going to school in America. And so, no, I don't think it's bad being like our parents, but you know what? We're just like a glorified yeah. version of our parents where we have a little mix of both cultures, like the really Korean side of it. And also we're, we're very Americanized and we can relate to any of the obstacles that our kids are going to, I guess, confront when they're going to school here. Yeah. Like, oh, so. yeah. Yeah. But, um, I guess, you know, this this naturally leads us to our next question. And has uh, being a mother changed your perspective of our mom? Um, definitely. So I just want to throw this out, this, throw this out there because I know mom's probably listening. Mom's great. <laughs> she's a great mom. You know, she's so supportive, et cetera. Um, but growing up, you know, she, the way I saw mom growing up was she was to me an authoritarian. Like she was someone who told me how I should act, what's right, what's wrong, what's good for me, what's bad for me. That's strictly just how I saw her. I never even processed that, you know, she may be a person herself with feelings because I was so caught up with my feelings and like thinking, oh, this is so unfair that 
you know, mm-hmm. mom won't let me do this. And I, you know, I was just a kid. So I was very self-consumed mm-hmm. and yeah. immature. And after becoming a mother, um, as you know, young me, like motherhood is like this not so secret club, but once you're in it, like all mothers kind of can join together and relate and share stories. And after, be, you know, joining this club of motherhood, um, I don't know, for the first time I started seeing mom as a person, like she has feelings and she also has a story and you know, just say that I was immature because I was really immature. And now I see mom and I don't see her as that authoritarian. I see her as a person and she has bad days just like me. She's entitled to complain just like me. Like I just really, um, we become closer. And I guess in a way it's like peeling back, you know, like the onion skins or there's so many layers to her. And I'm starting to learn all those different layers. And, you know, we definitely have a more intimate relationship where it's more of a, like a woman to women relationship as opposed to like mother daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's something Mm -hmm. I've really appreciated um, since becoming a mother that it's given me that, I guess, ability to see mom that way. I always hear people say that, um, uh, you know, like, oh, you're gonna well my parents would say that to me they'd be like you know once you have kids you're gonna understand um (laughs) and i definitely understand i I think for some reason i went through this whole process of seeing my mom as a human being earlier on because i think um there were you know we had like kind of a rough relationship and i was like i had to see her as human to sort of understand you know like all these problems that i had with her but yeah i think after having a kid i like I understood her feelings a lot more and her how stressed out she was, I think. Because it's like, she was just so stressed when I was a kid. And I was like, man, I like totally understand. I have one kid and I'm like losing my mind, you know? Definitely. So. Damn. It's hard. <laughs> and it, it, and it's I have hard. a plant. And I have two plants, okay? Yeah. I see mean, mom. God, motherhood's hard and... You know, young yeah. me, our moms are badasses because they are immigrants. They had no resources. Like they were on total yeah. survival mode and raising yeah. us. And I see that. And then I see who I am now. Like I have all these resources. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. when I think about it, I'm like, oh, like now I see I'm like, mom's a badass. You know, and she, yeah, she like made everything like running, like everything, like she to like survival mode, like, you know, business and raising us, taking us yeah. to all our activities, like everything, like she did it all. Yeah. And, and so when I do feel like the days where like motherhood is just completely breaking me down, um, I, ha- mm. I, I think of mom then and I'm like, oh, she did it. Like, shut up, Jess, just yeah. come on keep fighting through you can do it too you know so she certainly is a source of strength for me right now i've come to the same realizations too just with mom and dad getting older and i'm me like you know being away and getting older too but seeing you raise uh elise and ollie and you've been very vocal to me you know obviously as siblings about like the hardships of being a mom and I lived with you for a bit when I first moved to New York and I saw firsthand like 
holy fuck, like parenthood, this is insane. Like your first three years are just obliterated. Mm-hmm. You don't sleep and this is wild. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I never saw, growing up, I never saw mom in that way because mom, being a mom just felt like a given. That was just a constant, like, oh, your mom, yeah. that can't be hard. There's no feeling attached to it. That's just, it's just the state of life. Like your mom, yeah. you're the authority figure. That's a condition of being, but... Yeah, I get the sentiment where you're like, mom was really fucking badass because for one, like mom, we never saw her complain or show yeah. any like weakness. And in and, and some ways it does make me a little bit sad because she she's human too and she feels all those same things. And her, like as an immigrant, like her resource pool is more limited than what we have afforded to us now. Yes. And, but I definitely took that for granted, like growing up in the same house of you're just mom that's it and you're yeah being, i'm hungry yeah, give me fucking food mean right now fuck you <laughs> like you're not letting me do this you know exactly that's it yeah and brian that's such an interesting thing that you brought up because you like you know you obviously knew your sister before she had kids and then seeing that shift of before and after and now you're and then for you like like that's how you shifted looking at your mom like oh like there was a before this where mom- <laughs> oh of course i mean it, it's totally naive and ignorant <laughs> of me but i i'm no, not I afraid think we all to think, think about that a lot like of that. people will cheer, feel the same as i do you know we're just they're just these and you know yeah. I, it, growing up with them i had so many like negative emotions surrounding them i think particularly maybe and i get it now it's just a proxy of uh it, it, it's just contextual and the, like it, it, it's just the function of being an immigrant parent like you your time is more finite you're working every day and so you don't have mm-hmm. as much time to like devote to parenting in a holy like holistic and empathetic way like there's mm-hmm. so many other th- plates you have to keep spinning that i get that mom and dad are like this is right this is wrong like just do this yeah. as opposed to like really yeah. like come on like i have all night like let's let's unpack this and really sit down and tell me how you're feeling about this you know they're very you had to be very efficient when it came to parenting um i think as immigrant parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah jess that basically wraps up our our section of the pod with you how how'd that feel (laughs) um it felt good thanks so much (laughs) um no it felt nice because I mean, I think this is the first time like someone's ever asked me, like, I think, as you know, as you know, as a mother, like you're constantly on the go and you're constantly thinking about your kids that this is really refreshing to be able to like talk about my feelings with you guys. (laughs) It's like the first time in a while. (laughs) Well, great. Yeah. And I'm really glad to talk to you because I really liked hearing your perspective. Um, you know, in relationship, because I think a lot of people have feelings about their parents and it's really nice to hear from somebody that um, discuss how those emotions shift. Yeah. Awesome. Great seeing you guys. (laughs) Yeah. And for our listeners out there, if you want to, if you want to write a message to Jess or have her read it, send us a DM and I'll definitely be sure to forward it to my sister. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) Yeah. Maybe if anyone wants to be friends that live in West Texas, <laughs> let us know. I'm here. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> have a little dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Well, thanks again, Jess. And uh, yeah, say bye to everyone. <laughs> bye. Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Oh, we have a very special guest for this part of our episode, young me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. this is a very extremely special guest this is like me just being very candid when yeah. i was getting ready i was like oh my god I, f I feel like i like gained weight and i was like stressing out about that and then i was like wow this is interesting we're meeting the source of that anxiety in me <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh your words not mine uh i think our guest is very lovely actually although i met them five minutes ago but yeah, listeners, <laughs> we got your help with this episode because we fielded submissions from you all and we asked you, what is a conversation that you wish you could have with your mother? And we've received so many thoughtful responses, an overwhelming amount. It was probably the highest amount of participation we've ever had on any of our Instagram <laughs> stories. Wow. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and, you know, it was, of course, like we're limited on time and if we could we would get to all of them but uh young me and i we we basically took the most common submissions the common responses and we outlined our episode based on the most popular questions you all had for your own mothers yeah we asked what you want to ask your mom if mm -hmm. you could ask your mom anything and Basically, my mom is here to answer your <laughs> questions. <laughs> I guess I should, I'll, I'll introduce her. Yeah. On part two of this episode, this very special Mother's Day episode, I have my mother, Ipun Mayer. Hello. Celebrity of the podcast. <laughs> mom, your wow. name, Ipun, can you tell us about your name? Yeah, oh, this is kind of a long story, but I will tell you, okay? I'm youngest kid in my family, and uh, I have five brothers and one sister. Mm -hmm. And I'm youngest baby, so my father was so excited, so she went to City Hall. He went to City Hall to put mm -hmm. my name on. Actually, my name is, real name is Sumi. And my, my father was, his friend worked for City Hall. They, they, they said they are friends, so they went out drunk, drink. <laughs> then he, <laughs> he was so drunk, he forgot to put my name on there. Okay, he, <laughs> he came back home. <laughs> so that's what mom told me. The City Hall guy, he said, ooh, I, didn't, I forgot to ask, you know, what's his daughter's name? So I'm going to put on Ipun, which is, Ipun means pretty in Korean, okay? So <laughs> Ipun. He, think, he think it's like, oh, youngest one and his daughter after all five sons. So I think I'm going to put on Ipun. So that's, mm. that's how my name became, became an Ipun, you know? So when I went to elementary school, they supposed to call me my real name, Sumi, and nobody called me. And I said, hmm, what's happening? And I found out my name was Ipun. And my teacher called Ipun. My last name is you, you Ipun. And nobody came out, but everybody started laughing. Who is, who is most of really pretty? You know, they look around and nobody came. That was story that I found out. All my school time, everybody called my name, you know, because I'm so pretty, hi, pretty. 
for people who don't speak Korean, they don't understand how like country bumpkin-y that sounds. <laughs> Do you like the name Ipun? Oh, when I was a kid, I hate because, you know, everybody, you know, laugh and they always call, you know, who walk by me, they say Ipun, mm-hmm. you know. But <laughs> when I have a job and people never forget my name, so that's good part that's, though. Mm, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> this is so funny. Story. What would be the English equivalent? Ipun. It would be like cutesy bootsy or something like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like cute. <laughs> yeah, my mom is the mangne, which is last uh, youngest child, and my mom is also a Leo. So you already know what, what we're gonna get into, listeners. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, mom, we wanted to start by asking you. We we asked the listeners for questions that they wanted to ask their moms, and they can't. The first question that i have is actually a composite of a lot of the questions that we got because we got a lot of submissions from listeners saying that they wanted to ask their moms about their their lives before they were born um i just want to i want to read one to show like the one that i thought was really good somebody asked i wish my mom would be able to tell me who she really is what her dreams were before she got married and immigrated here i'm not sure she would even have an answer to this so i guess mom the the interesting thing is what i saw a lot of people asking that i'm also in the same boat like i don't i don't know a lot about your life before you had me before you know like when you were single and so i wanted to ask you mom like what what was your life like in korea like over your dreams yes my dreams like when i was a kid in this country Mm -hmm. korea was quite poor you know Mm -hmm. like i born in 1955 uh nine up to 1960 and 70 still quite poor you know have each each my friends has like 10 brothers, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, last family. For example, my family has like seven sons and two daughters, my mother has, but other family have like 12 kids, 13 kids in mm-hmm. each family. And that mm-hmm. time is most people's job was farmer. Mm-hmm. So it was quite poor, but it was a very uh, big family lived together, you know, even though the first son marry and they stay was, you know, mother and father and have uh, children. So it's like 13 to 15 family easy, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my house was the last from school. So whole town kid came to my house first and we mm-hmm. get gathered and went to school. Mm. But my, you know, our room is not that big and we have a table and try to eat and they round the wall, you know, how about 30 kids <laughs> try watching we are eating, you know, we were eating. So I was kind of shy, you know, and mm. we, we went to school together. It took maybe 20 minutes from here, you know, walk to school mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And we were very poor, and that time we have very hard to find ice cream or candy or cookie, you know, maybe once, twice, or, you know, one time can have, you know, somebody could buy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so usually we, we ate like, you know, sweet potato. Mm. And the, you know, we can make ice cream with the sweet potato. Usually we can put on outside winter time and the sweet potato, and we start. Eating is, we call ice cream, okay? <laughs> frozen, <laughs> frozen, frozen sweet raw potato. Sweet potato. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. Raw sweet potato is frozen, really cold. And we start eating and we say, ah, oh, this is ice cream, you know, it's good ice cream, you know, we call. And mm-hmm. we went to school and mm-hmm. everybody follow us, say, can I buy? Can I buy? You know, you <laughs> say it was that, that it's poor. You know, sweet time, potato. You know, it was really poor. And we have, mm. we have really simple, cheap shoes, you know, like rubber shoes. It's called komushin. Mm-hmm. And the snow get into uh, my feet, okay? It's get cold, even though you wear socks, get wet. And oh, by the time we went to school, it's really cold. <laughs> All day, my feet cold, you know, I remember. Wait, mom, are you telling us the I had to walk 20 miles to school in the snow with no shoes story? <laughs> <laughs> the classic parent story. It's a kind of, it, 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 maybe you have a hard time to understand, but it was everybody does, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was lucky yeah. because uh, I'm very close to school. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. I mean, some kid walked one hour to school, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. you know. Mm-hmm. These these are the the founding fathers of Korea though. We have to give it up <laughs> give it up yeah. to them. For, yeah. Mama, wait, wait, wait. I wanna ask but I kinda wanna ask because I'm very interested in your childhood, but I think I wanna ask about like your life and your thoughts. Like when you were like a young person, like I was I was actually I never told you my dream because when I was a kid, I wanna become a singer. Okay. When I was like Seven, ten years old, okay? And mm-hmm. we we gather in front wow. yard and we uh-huh. we stand up on the chair and start uh, saying, you know, I want to be commencing or so I sang, okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mom, so you've you never heard, told me that. I, I, I didn't, <laughs> you've never, I didn't tell you You've never people, told me that. Oh, my friend know about that because they in front of me me they watching me and i i hold the bottle or spoon or something i start you know saying you know really loud you know <laughs> there was were, first were you known mm-hmm. as a good singer in school i i think so but uh nobody told me though <laughs> my my teacher <laughs> my teacher never said i i'm a good singer but mm-hmm. i really enjoy that i mean i'm different than other kids because yeah. when i Sang a song. It was that's what I what I think. I thought is I very similar as a singer, you know. Mm. That was my first dream when I was a kid, very young kid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. What were your some of your other dreams? Did you realize yeah, that maybe you couldn't become a singer? And of course, and, yeah, I realized. Yeah, I know, like, yeah, no, I want to know the dreams as like a young like um, like in your <laughs> early 20s I, i'm i'm not joking that made me a little emotional i like never heard that part mm. of my mom's life that's like yeah i i never actually yeah. you know told anybody it was i was so young and it was you know first yeah. dream you know of course yeah. the second one is you know after i met the uh, you know, first grade teacher and i said oh, i want to be a teacher too you know i said oh, mm-hmm. i think a teacher is really fun job you know teacher looks mm. neat you know at that time i respect yes. teacher yeah. all days because my class has like 55 kid in our class okay and uh, we i mean he had to yeah. control he or she had to control 50 kids it's very hard oh. you're hungry so for power have to be have to be <laughs> mean teacher if so, Somebody yeah. say one word, okay? Mm-hmm. Lot of way they, you know, judge it because because otherwise, you know, about think about fifty kid, you know, start talking, you know, 
Yeah. So when you, so mom, after you grew up and you were older, before you got married, when you were single living in Korea, like what were your ideas about like the future? Like what, what did you want to do as an adult? Actually, then after high school, I don't know what should I do, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, very hard to find your job or I really hesitate what should I do and what I want to do, you know, because I discover there are many small people, rich people, Mm -hmm. Mm. you know, a lot of, you know, they have a lot of talent. It looks like I don't know I have talent. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So... Mm -hmm. I kind of, you know, depressed, depressed, really depressed at that time. Mm. I, I think that's why young, young kid and they don't know what to do, future, mm-hmm. worry about future, you know, and what kind of job yeah. I'm going to have. But it's very hard to, especially that time, you know, they pay very little money, like $3,000, $3,000 a month, $3 a month. Yes, normal people like if you wow. work like if you yeah. work for factory or something, you know, five thousand, six thousand, that was big money because don't forget, uh gum one pack of gum that time I think it like one cents, you know. Very yeah, yeah. Amount, mm-hmm. yeah. Mom, yeah. you know, I think that's really interesting what you just said because I think that it's interesting because a lot of your thoughts in your life mirror mine. And I remember thinking when I was like in my early 20s, I was like very depressed because I was like, oh, all these other people are successful and like, I don't Mm. even know what I'm going to do. And I'm so Mm. lost. And that feeling of being being lost in your 20s is like on top of that, you're living in a place that, you know, is economically depressed country where you're getting three dollars a month. I think that's really relatable. Sorry, I just wanted to add that I don't. I think I don't I'm similar to you and I am we were I've never heard self-doubt from my parents in that way mm-hmm. where feeling unsure yeah the, and my parents very similar it sounds very similar to your story too because my parents were both very poor and after they graduated from high school became survival and i think for my mom especially she she's very open about how she had dreams as a child but for her it was more about i need to survive i need to make money exactly i don't care yes exactly i don't care what it is i'm just gonna work very hard and make money but i've never heard i'm sure my mom my mom is human i'm sure she had self-doubts and insecurity and in my early 20s i had a lot of anxiety a lot of Mm. depression and i just felt so unsure about my future but i felt very guilty because you know my parents worked very hard and they provided a a comfortable life for me in america and i didn't have to worry about that as much as my mom did about like what am i gonna do for money and like because my parents worked hard to provide that for me and i didn't have to worry about food in the same Mm. way and so i felt yeah I'd, I tell my parents like, oh, I feel like unsure and secure, and they, you know, they would be like, "What are you talking about? Just yeah. like you have it so easy, you have so many yeah. choices." Yeah. And but yeah. no, for for hearing that from you, it's um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's, really it, it's 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 unique. It's something I it's, it's making yeah. me yeah. rethink how well, I look at my parents because a lot of people see our parents as like their lives seem so different because they're like oh we live oh, we're yeah. struggling and we're trying to survive but the truth is like what my mom just said is like i think what everyone feels when you're mm-hmm. like of course everyone everyone knows <laughs> the feeling of when you're like 20 and you want to be a singer but then there's like all these other 
people that are rich <laughs> and like they're going to college and you yep. you're like i think that's like it was it's really interesting how you tied those together so yeah the, mom, the other question mm -hmm. that we got a lot about the past your mm -hmm. past is mm -hmm. your dating life a lot of people mm -hmm. were asked saying that their mom never talked about her dating life and like how she felt about getting married and stuff and i don't know about your dating life i have an older sister and she she has a different dad which is my mom's ex-husband before him i don't know what was your dating life like in in korea dating life is my age i mean that time okay 1972 between 80 Okay, uh -huh. that time dating life is really poor. A lot of people, mm. they actually, when they marry, was set by parents, you know, yeah. introduced from mm. friends because we have to work to survive, you know. Uh, there mm. are many people, I mean, that time is a lot of kids grew up and there are m a lot of people in this country who have a job, but a lot of people mm. grow up, they want a job. So even though really bad job, you have hard time, you know. So you have mm -hmm. to grab any kind of job to survive. And mm -hmm. and that time, and parents also, you know, very poor because they have a lot of children. They cannot help you to, you know, okay, if you don't have a job, you hang out at home. No way, you know. <laughs> you have to out. Yeah. They say, <laughs> at least you, ha you don't have to eat at home. That's fine. You know, that's that's how they feel yeah. so mm -hmm. they say if you finish school i i have a hard time to send to school so you earn money if you cannot earn money don't stay home you can't stay home you know yeah, yeah. most of my friends all out doesn't matter where yeah. factory and that time very famous factory was week shop they make you know week or mm. a dress shop which is i start with a dress shop and uh, in many different place you never told me any of this you worked uh, at a dress shop never. in a wig uh, shop yeah i i work in dress shop i made you know you sew machine and iron and make you know mm. made dress and stuff also mm. i i also learn how to speak the english in you know, a night time mm. like when i finish in like 8 30 you know, go to mm -hmm. school and learn how English, speak English and all, all those times, like until 11 o'clock, you know, mm -hmm. I, we all have whole, whole life. Then I start, people try introduce to me American people to teach in Korean. So oh. uh, connect to connect, you know, if I know one person, I start. There are a lot of people who, who already study about Korean and professor, mm -hmm. a language mm -hmm. of Korean art. Mm -hmm. But problem is, if they can speak English, they can teach American to Korean, you know? Mm -hmm. it, which is, you keep talking about the Korean language to American, they don't understand. So you have to explain right. what the English, what Korean. That's yeah. how I start, and that's how oh. I met, how I met Richard, uh -huh. and then... Which is my sister's dad. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Which is... Very different custom. I was too young first to 24. I was 24 and I was very young and I didn't have experience mm -hmm. with a date or, you know, not even a thought about marry anything. Yeah. Mm. That's how I met and I married with him. I don't even know I love him or not. Okay. Very interesting. First thing. Second thing I thought. Mm. America is dream. I'm, I thought America is a very rich country, which is yeah. I can have 
all different kind job mm-hmm. can make you know pretty good money and much better life. I thought. Yeah. But actually, yeah. not not true. When I went there, you know, it's very hard life too. Wow. <laughs> My mom speaking facts. <laughs> what what made you want to learn English? Oh, I really. I went to school in countryside. Okay, Tangjin is a very country. Shigol, mm-hmm. my uh, teacher taught me English a very mm, different way. You know, I memorize all the time and mm-hmm. and and taste for word all the time and very hard. So what was the actually star I interested? And in? one day I was working dress shop and American couple came. They want to make a dress. Oh. The owner can speak one more of English. I I can't either. You know, I was working and you know right. around there, and they keep saying, "I want a long dress, one one piece." You know, one piece mm. dress. But the, we use that time one piece, okay? And two piece, one piece. We know already. That's Korean <laughs> mm-hmm. people use that, but the owner couldn't understand. Mm. So I I told the owner, she want a one piece, one piece, long, <laughs> long, long, and. <laughs> oh, it's done. The owner thought it's like this. Oh, you speak English very well. You know, I said, oh, no, <laughs> everybody know long and uh, two piece and one piece. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she said, oh, oh, my God. And she pushed me outside and, and help her, you know, mm-hmm. make me help mm-hmm. them. So I help them to make, make it a few dresses. But that time, they when they order, they order like five set, you know, a whole bunch because Korea is very cheap. Mm-hmm. So that's how I uh, help them. Mm. Then owner asked me, oh, every time the, if father not come, you should come out and help them. I said, oh, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. So I started wow. thinking, I have to talk, mm. I have to learn, learn yeah. how to say. So that's how I start. Wow. You know what I, you know what's so interesting about this, mom? Like, I think that what I love about you, obviously, a, a lot of things because you're my mom, but is your personality. Like, you have such a unique personality and like you're so outgoing. And it sounds like oh, that was you. how you kind of came out of this life because you have you have a very interesting life mm-hmm. and your your life isn't like anyone else like uh, that was in your community and mm-hmm. it, it seems to me that it was like your personality do you know what i mean like yeah. yeah obviously you knew english better than the owner of the shop but you're also very dynamic and you don't really have you don't you're not scared to talk to people you have a lot of confidence in that way and what i'm seeing here is that that is what sort of like propelled you into this life do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I believe so. I I I think I'm very positive thinking. <laughs> oh, positive person, I think. In no matter what. what? I don't I, I don't know about positive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I remember I always pick you wrong things. So mom, so this is okay. So you don't have any dating stories, or are you just trying not to tell me the dating story? Yaha, Miyagi, oh, like we no Korean. Da- Dating, yeah, who but, are you like? Uh, you don't want to say anything. You you don't have to say anything if you don't want to. No, I don't. I don't have any date. I mean, I mean, I never yeah. date. Is it because dad's sitting date, in the same date. room? Dad, leave. Uh, <laughs> no, dad is not here. Dad is not here. Okay. But you know, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. he really doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a very open mind guy. Yeah. What does but it? I, I, I'm not. I don't have a serious love story. Oh. Okay. Oh, I have one. 
though. I have one, but I, uh, most of them, I, it was a long time ago. So I thought it's, it's fallen love, but it's a puppy love. I think now it's, I don't even that time, I don't even love, but I, mm-hmm. I, I usually like somebody very much in my town, hometown. Uh-huh. But he, I don't think he liked me. He he married with the other person, and well, you know. <laughs> Whoa! Wow. So in our it's, generation, we get ghosted. But back then, your crush would marry a whole just, other woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, interesting man. because I I feel like maybe um, so you were saying that you didn't feel like you were in love when you married my sister's dad, Richard. Actually, he's not my type, first thing. He's very shy. <laughs> he's very shy and uh-huh. he, he can't drink, he can't smoke either. And he's very shy and read a book all day long. And, you know, Wow. when we date and Sounds like you know, me. walk in Seoul and he can say too much word, you know. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, very... <laughs> Yeah, even stay all day long together at home, it, not much to say. So I was yeah. curious. Of course, I can speak English, you know, very well. Not, I can. And so maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. I think we should move on to the next question, which is, okay. I just I just threw this in here because I thought it would be a good follow up. What? Because my mom and I were very close. We tell each other a lot of stuff. What, mm-hmm. Mom, what do you want to know about me? But but obviously I like she just told me all this stuff and I never heard it before is there anything that you want to know about me mom that you are curious about I thought I know you you know pretty much since you were a baby uh, I, I know about you you are very um, cute and always happy happy kid you know I really surprised <laughs> when you told me you say mom I got a divorce I said oops you <laughs> know <laughs> so I say, oh, I want to ask you, you know, I really want to ask you, it's not that easy, mm-hmm. especially when you have a kid, because I, I threw that. So, mm-hmm. and alone in America mm-hmm. with a kid, it's not easy to me, you know, mm-hmm. I know you can handle, but I said, that's not easy. I worry more because at least you have a husband. I kind of, you know, I don't have to worry too much, but you alone with a kid, I start worrying, you know. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you what is really problem with the dad, but I didn't ask you because I don't want to hurt you. Because oh, you, with, with my marriage, the divorce. Yeah, I mean, what, why what I got was divorced? really problem because I thought is Danny's. Mm. I thought is Danny's pretty nice guy, you know. Compared He's to a nice my, guy. <laughs> okay. Compare compared to who? <laughs> compare compared to your dad or my ex husband. <laughs> Danny's really good father. <laughs> <laughs> okay um and good husband. okay so okay that's cook. a good question that's a good question i you know there is nothing wrong with danny danny's one of my closest friends he's such a nice yeah. guy but i think i kind of relate to you in th- in the way that when i got married i don't know why i got married like i i really you know i just thought i was supposed to get married i understand I think. totally and i was also was, scared of being that alone. was i i first married yeah. i thought that too <laughs> okay yeah wow so that's why i got married and i feel like later on i realized that that wasn't the reason to get married Mm -hmm. and i'm not even sure if i want to be married i was like you know as i got older what you know what is it that i want from my life and i was like 
so I think it, the issue, the question isn't even like why we got divorced. It's more like, I think we sh shouldn't have been married. And it was just, we're, we're really good friends. He's a nice person. There's not nothing like, nothing, you know, because I remember my mom asked me when we got divorced, like, oh, like, he doesn't hit you and he has a job. Like, why are you getting divorced? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he has a job. He doesn't have a gambling addiction. Like, why are you? I just think that it just wasn't like a right fit. And I think it was, you know, for Danny, I think he wasn't really understanding why either. But a, a few years later, I think he did understand. And, you know, we're both a lot happier now. Mm -hmm. but, I'm glad. I can tell yeah. you are very happy now. So I'm, you yeah. know, I can understand why you did because I remember when you were married, you were not happy at all. You know, all the time is crummy. You know? <laughs> so yeah, and it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like because Danny is bad or anything. It's just because like I wasn't. I don't think I was like meant to be married. And in that, I sort totally of understand because yeah. I was same problem because. Uh, after I marry, have a first child, I stop. I feel like I'm stuck in there, uh -huh. and I yeah. I don't have any freedom, and I can't do anything. I want to do a lot of things, you know. So mm -hmm. I kind of understand. After I saw you, you are very happy. After you know mm -hmm. a little while, or so mm. then I understood. Yeah. Can you, when compared to when Youngmi was a mm -hmm. child, and when you raised her, and you described her as being very happy. And seeing her now doing the work that she does, living in New York, doing comedy for so many people, and you know, you see her videos on the news. Does that surprise you? Like, what does that make you no, feel? No, not surprised at all. Because I sent several pictures to Youngmi mm -hmm. today when she was little. She was a comedian. Mm -hmm. When she was a kid, every time <laughs> we took picture, she never had a normal face. Yeah, I mean, young me gonna show you that picture sooner or later. I'll show. I, I'll and post it on the <laughs> post when, when I yeah. post the episode. And uh, every time we try to take picture, she make all a thousand different face. First thing, okay. And <laughs> really, and she's she's very different than other people. She she mm. uh, when she was in school, she was always a leader of. She was a volleyball team. And she true. was. A, my mom would always. My mom always says I was a leader. I was not a leader, mom. <laughs> okay, you're not a leader, but a lot I'm of on kids the edge of my follow seat. you. I want to hear the huh? story, <laughs> mom. I was the worst player on my volleyball team. I was in the varsity <laughs> volleyball team. I did make it. I was that good, but I was like the worst of the best. Of the worst. No, of the you best. know, I can the tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. You did always the best thing was. Um, serve. She's left handed. Oh, we're talking okay? volleyball now. We're talking volleyball. That is not true, mom. <laughs> that is a fake a memory. I was not good at serving. You, I was you were. very bad at it. I was and there. I, uh, I watching because you know what she did. She used left handing. Okay, left hand is always weak. So when she I'm hit the ball, looks like you go very far. So everybody prepare for backup. Okay, but the ball always. Is down in middle of you know before end, you know wow. I'm, I'm volleyball team too, so I know. Don't tell me. I feel like this you, is projecting. My, this is my mom projecting. 
a mother's love knows no bounds. <laughs> and we, she's taking your weakness, a weak serve, and turning she it into like, a strength. No, that was good because everyone thought it was going to go far, but it didn't. And that surprised everyone. <laughs> and that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to move on to the last portion of the the questions. Okay. okay. So we got a lot of questions from the listeners. And I'm just, I'm just going to ask you the questions directly. Okay, Mom? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm not... The best answer person, but you know, I, I am mom as Sam as maybe their mom. I, th- yeah. I think it'll just be nice. It'll be cathartic for them to hear. Maybe it's kind of like a surrogate thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay. So the first question is, this is very emotional. What is the conversation you wish you could have with your mother if she was with us now? My grandmother oh. passed away when I was two, so she is no longer with us. What What would you, I have, what would you say? I have so many things to say, but uh, make a short story is, I want to apologize. I couldn't spend more time with her because I have two kids. I was mm-hmm. stupid young, you know, very busy, meeting with friends, you know, all mm-hmm. all those parties, or maybe, huh? <laughs> or mm-hmm. all after daddy, you know, daddy always go out and I, he asked me to go together and stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't spend, mm-hmm. even though I, that time I live in, in Korea, I didn't spend I don't. I didn't visit too often. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I visit like once month. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but not too much mm-hmm. time. I spend that is regret part, and I wish mm-hmm. I spend more time with her. Mm-hmm. And you know, we could talk and we could be really uh, a lot of enjoy. We could do. You know. That is sad part, mm-hmm. and I, of course well, yeah. I didn't know she gonna die that that fast a lot of way, you know. And when I was mm-hmm. thirty three, mm-hmm. and she died after six days, she been sick and she died a lot of mm-hmm. way. So yeah. I was surprised, wow. you know. Yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah. So I wanna tell you know your friends, even though you know because you're gonna regret someday, you know when you becoming mm-hmm. your mother's age, you start thinking about your mom. Try spend time with your mom or try call, you know. Sometimes mother want to call daughter, but mother start thinking, oh, she's going to be busy. Maybe she work and she have a kid, you know. So mother mm-hmm. even wanna, wants to talk. They just wait for they call, you know. So yeah, mm. try call or spend some time. That's what would you what's like one mm. thing you would say to your mom just like something that you wanted to tell her i know you said you wanted to apologize but like something about yourself that she doesn't know. um you know i want to tell you about grandma okay mom my mom is very uh bad part is very lazy she's she like taking nap all the time you know she lay down and stop okay that's good i mean that's that's hard okay and yeah. like i told you yeah. when i i went to school and come back i like at two o'clock, you know, with very cold feet, cold hand, winter time, I remember, you know, at that time in Korea, very cold. And she lay down Aremog, which is the warm part. Next to the kitchen is always warm. And she lay down there. And when I come home, she hold my hand and she put it in her chest. You know, my hand, my hand is very cold, okay? And she put on chest, I remember. She put it in her belly and chest, make my hand is very warm. 
I never can forget that. Mm-hmm. She, she's a really good mother. When, before I go to school, she, she comb my hair very tight, you know, hold it, mm-hmm. you know, tied up like ponytail and stuff. She mm-hmm. always sit down and take your time and comb my hair. I remember that part <laughs> when I was like six years old. So I have a really good memory. And I have one bad memory, which is we have, we have <laughs> junior one? high school. Junior high school, okay? Uh-huh. I have, we go to field trip, but my mom didn't send me. I think it uh-huh. she doesn't have money, but she doesn't say, you know? Mm-hmm. She doesn't, because mm-hmm. she had pride, so she doesn't say. So she said, you cannot go. You cannot go. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go. So I keep asking mom, you know, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And she start that time, all day, so she fired with, you know, uh, make advice. You know, and she got mm-hmm. a stick with a, a take care of a fire, mm-hmm. which is Fujikengi. And she hit me with that, mm-hmm. you know, she followed me like, I told you, you can't go. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> and I uh-huh. ran out, ran out outside and she, she came out all the way outside. And I, mm-hmm. I start right there, start crying, crying. And she, mm-hmm. she re- turn around and come back and I follow and I said, I want to go, I want to go. You know, oh, I, I, I remember that memory and it's, I, I was so stupid, I think, now, because she heard more than I, I was, I think, you know. It's, think about yeah. you, how you feel, mm. you, pa- you have parents, you can send fear to your ch- child. I don't think anyone should hit their kid, but mm. I, I also know that I feel like the times when I was a kid and we, you know, you were like screaming at me and stuff, mom, like I feel like in those times maybe you were feeling stressed out so i understand that feeling yeah yeah well i want to move on to the next question okay the next question the next question is um i'd like to ask her if she was happy about how her life turned out so far who you my mom (laughs) me well this person wants to ask their mom but we're gonna ask you yeah uh actually life is um you don't have to depress or sad or you know. Uh, I really, you know, I, I I was sad and depressed when I was young. You know, I tried to do something; it's never worked that way. You know, uh-huh. for example, my husband never listened to me. You know, uh, all yeah. kind looks mm. like messed up, and uh, because think about he from all the way America, I from mm-hmm. deep country in Korea. Mm-hmm. We have different culture, different custom, different food, different language. So Korean custom, okay, Korean people, they always save money and buy house and buy land and uh, becoming farmer, all those kind. They, they always told, my parents told me, so I always start thinking like I have to save money and buy house someday and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But daddy, okay. My husband always say, we say money, he say he want, oh, we should go to Hong Kong, we travel, you know, three days, he mm-hmm. plan, you know. So I say, oh, okay, I think that's a good idea. But I start thinking like, oh, I wish we say money someday so we can settle down, you know, that's most woman thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So there was, mm-hmm. so people shouldn't worry about because it, because not it happened. Mm-hmm. Because your husband mm-hmm. or your wife is, don't have the same idea or same thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that mm-hmm. bad, you know. I've been through. I think it's not that bad, and I think it 
most happy time was when you were born and you were a baby and your sister and they laughing and giggle and they watch TV together and all night scary movie and they scream, you know, those memory is really, mm -hmm. uh, that time was, I think, the best time in my life. That was your happiest. Well, the, the next question was, tell me the times you were truly happy. So you think those are the happiest times of your life when me and my sister were kids? Yes. The, ha the best time. And now is my second best time. You know mm -hmm. why? Because you and young, young man Cody left. Now I'm free. Because <laughs> no more, no more cooking house, no more cook, no more make lunch and yeah. dinner and, yeah, you know, yeah. make a whole bunch of burrito. You remember? Uh, on and off, I okay. The burritos, but yeah. now <laughs> chicken burrito. Okay, now um, I have my free time. The your your father mm. Roger is best part is he give me free. Anytime I if even I come home late, he never say anything, or mm -hmm. I say I meet my friend. He say okay, go out, have a good time. You know, he never say. Yeah. You come home and cook dinner for me, like most Korean Korean husband. They really wow. like to have. They have to cook three times a day, and all my friends, right? And Roger yeah. never eat. They, they, I mean, he eat once a day or sometimes not. You know, sometimes he doesn't eat few days. So I really okay. free. Mm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that your marriage to your husband now is different from. Because you have a lot of independence, you have a lot of free time, and you know your husband Roger lets you do that. And you made a joke about how a lot, most Korean men expect <laughs> their their wives to come home and cook for them. And you know we we received a few questions from people. They wish they could ask their mothers to what it's like to be married to a white man as an Asian woman and. They wish they could explore what's the what's the social structure that led you to make that decision. Okay, first thing is very good that freedom part. Yes. The bad part, uh, bad part is communication because English and Korean. Okay, even though I say right word, he say wrong. That means I thought I start thinking, oh, I did wrong, you know, because uh, English mm. is second language. First thing, and sometimes I fight with. English and he speak English. I have to say bad word with the English that I I don't feel good. For example, yeah, I say right. I say first language which is Korean. I say bad word to my husband. I feel oh <laughs> yeah I yeah I win yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but but I say I say bad word with the English. I don't feel that when I fight with my husband. I say yeah. Korean word bad word to Korean. Then he start laugh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it's funny, you know. So we can fight too deep anyway. So mm. if if whoever married with a white man or, you know, American man and foreigner, when you fight, please say bad word with Korean, then you feel better. Very <laughs> <laughs> fun. But then, then also, you don't have to fight longer because when i say korean they don't understand and they start laugh yeah oh yeah right mm. i feel like this <laughs> i feel like this um the questions we got concerning this were sort of like deep about the racial identity politics like how you feel as an asian person with a white person but the interesting thing about my mom i think is like whenever i've had conversations about like identity politics and like how white people mm -hmm. see asian people my mom is like completely 
up to date on that sort of ideology be- because you've lived it. Like I don't want to. What what I'm saying is like racial identity politics that everyone is like the discourse, right? Like the woke discourse. Like people had to like learn that yeah. and like read books on it. But whenever I bring up like a topic to discuss with my mom, she's like, she already knows. She's like, oh yeah, those white people are acting like that. Like my mom almost. Be like she'll be like yeah you know those white mm. people like they act like this and i'm like <laughs> how did you oh of course like you lived it so that's something very interesting right. that i've noticed um i'm gonna move on to the last segment because we're running out of time mom okay i want to say one more thing yeah. is a bad part of white people because <laughs> uh i i i don't Wait. think it's white people i think only my husband is no nunchi, you know? No, no have any nunchi. Yeah, my mom's been saying been saying <laughs> this. Like nunchi is Korean for like knowing how to act without somebody telling you how to act. It's a un- unspoken understanding. Yeah. You just exactly, gotta get yeah, it. exactly. And it is a popular <laughs> saying in Korea like, that white people don't have nunchi. Like they don't understand <laughs> it. My mom says right? that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give an? A- and, yeah. and, you know, sometimes they don't have to say, but they say. For for example, you know, like I I drink sometimes. I my you know, I and my husband drink maybe a couple shot of soju, and I I drink soju. He drink beer, uh-huh. and he my brother he see my brother he say, oh my wife can drink soju a lot, you know, he, she can drink soju soju. Uh huh. <sighs> my brother start start looking at me like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's so true i think it's a a big part of it is a cultural difference i think that's yeah that's honest actually yeah because i think in americans it's a good and bad thing you're not afraid to ask questions exactly be very direct but yeah yeah my mom says that about me too sometimes because i'll just ask questions if i don't know something but Mm -hmm. my mom will be like Oh, what can do like what can like you don't even need to ask that question. Right, you right. should just already yeah, know yeah. it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. But I realized I changed it too, you know. I walk into with mm. the Korean friends, all Koreans. I have to be careful because you know the uh, if when I say something they all look at me like, wow. I felt you know, that too. Especially when you go to church. <laughs> when you when you go to church they say have lunch, I say, Oh, I'm full, I don't wanna. Then they say, How could you? you know? I, well, I felt why that. Why not? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not hungry. I said, you know. I felt that you, too. You, you like like you say, Korean people will be yeah. like, "Oh, they'll do chop." So like, they'll say that to me, and I'm like, "Shut <laughs> up! This is how I really feel." <laughs> but even though you full, you have to eat all the time. What? Yeah, I'm not. I'm full. I don't want to eat. Oh. <laughs> and sometimes, yeah. uh, the sometimes it's the opposite. They say, "I'm hungry." When I was hungry, they say, "Have some lunch," and I start eat. They say, "Hmm." You know, I just say, you know, without true. Yeah, you know? I was just being polite. And I <laughs> then I started look at look around. They say, "Why she eat?" You know, like that kind. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't have a nunchi either. I think I'm, I'm tired. I'm too old for nunchi. Yeah. I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah, you know, maybe the white <laughs> yeah, mom, right, maybe right. the white people are right. The white people were right on this one. I agree. Who cares? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, mom, this is the last segment. So, par- all a lot of the questions that we got were actual okay. statements where people said that they wanted to say something to their mom but they couldn't say it so i just made a list of all the stuff that people sent to us okay and i'm gonna tell you okay and, and i think what, what we should do you we should act like you're the surrogate mom for whoever said this sent these um okay. statements 
you can pretend that this is your mom. Mm -hmm. This is your cathartic release. Okay. So mom, I'm going to say something to you. Mm -hmm. You're going to act like I'm really saying it. Okay. And I want your honest response. Okay. Okay? So you're going to hear it. How does it make you feel? We want to hear your reaction. If if your daughter, young me said this to you, your honest reaction. Okay. Number one, I do a lot of drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay, daughter, my daughter have a lot of, drink a lot of every night soju, plus somek, and uh, drug, okay? Uh-huh. I'm sure she, you have a reason to have a drug and drink. Mm. So deeply think about, you know, what make you some, somehow sad or somehow Disappoint or ujung or something, okay? Ujung is depression. So mm-hmm. I can I can say you can't dream, but I wanna say it's gonna be I really worry about your healthy. What if I st- what if I said if you- wow. Mom, what if I said I like <laughs> drinking a lot and doing drugs and I don't think there's a problem. I like it. What if I said that? Okay. You th- <laughs> you think you think it's no problem, but Actually, the alcohol go into your body. It's gonna hurt you, you your liver. Right. So wow. I hate to see you sick, and I'm gonna be very sad if you get sick. So if you can enjoy, have a good time. I agree because when I was young, I was drink too. Mm. But I know how that feel. Because I think but that the yeah. I cannot say stop, but. Mommy feels, I don't want you to get sick. Because I think the initial statement that they sent said that I, I, I wish I could be open to my mom about my drug use and alcohol use. So d- d- whoever sent that to us, uh, don't don't say it to your mom because she will wow. just make you feel bad about your liver. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, she, I'm also, that was a very open-minded response yeah. and understanding. True. Because yeah, she had to say, true. if she want, she cannot put it inside because someday she's going to regret it. And too late, maybe then. So she mm. have to tell mother. Even mother say, "What you say? I gonna come kill you." you yeah. Know? So you're even yeah. mom angry, <laughs> but you have to say that. Yeah. So you're telling this person that they have I, I to wish, be open to their I wish, mom. Yeah. Okay. I wish you. If my daughter have that problem, I I want she tell me. Okay. I, I can't do anything, mm. but I I, I want to know. I, I like that. I feel that a lot of people are too scared to tell their parents this because they're going to be so upset or yes, yes. they're not going to understand. Yeah. Mm, not and upset I because think, give a worry. Because I was young, I, I didn't tell my mom bad part. You know, if I like, I when I get sick or I, you know, I went to hospital, you know, I have some operation. I, I didn't tell my mom. Should I? I was in mm. states, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to give her worry. Mm. So I think they didn't tell mother because they don't want to give, disappoint mom or give a worry. Right. Because most mom is proud of their daughter, you know. They always think it's the best, best daughter because yeah. of... We get together with a school friend. They always told me that my kid is the best. You know, she's success and <laughs> she's so happy now. She got two kids. You know, if your mo- mom, said, if oh, your wow, kid okay. said that they did a lot of drugs and they they liked it and they drank a lot, would you feel embarrassed in front of your friends? 
Um, I don't tell my friends because I always tell. I, I won't tell my friends because my friend. Don't tell them. No matter what, the bad news around whole world is. Mm-hmm. So I won't tell my friends. Right. Okay. I only mm. tell good thing. That's parents' feeling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though my daughter is ugly, I never say to ugly, or I don't want they say ugly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. To me, it's, she, mm. she's pretty. That's how mothers feel. Can I say, mom, can yeah. I say right now? Okay, this is real. This okay. was obviously not my... Mom, my, I have done a lot of drugs in my life. Yeah, I, I knew. You knew, okay. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I've told my mom that. I don't do yeah, but drugs I knew. now. So, I mean, sometimes I'll do like gentle mom drugs. Al- mom always I knew knows. Been, you, you drank and you... I know you've been uh, drunk sometimes. I stopped drinking. Ago, yeah. Because you're not happy. Ago. You weren't happy, maybe. That's why. Wow, everyone. So there, no. So my mom did react in a good way. Number, okay. Mom always Okay, knows. the second one that somebody wanted to say to their mom was, we just got a lot of people saying, I wish I could tell my mom about my dating life because I can't tell, like, I can't be open about it. So what if, what if I said, so I just wrote this. I said, what if I said, what if your kid said to you, mom, I sleep around a lot and I date a lot of people and I have a lot of sex with a lot of casual people. What would you say? Okay. Uh, actually, she's going to live her own life. She's old enough. Wow. First thing. Yeah. And second thing, if she <laughs> met a lot of people, she has a reason. For example, Youngmi, if you met really nice person, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's good. What's uh, there is kunghap. Kunghap means good sex together. You know, sometimes it's not good. Some men, right? Yeah. But mm. you you enjoy you enjoy each other, mm-hmm. and he has a nice good job and a good looking. You know, a perfect guy. Uh-huh. You're not gonna you're not gonna date other person again, right? Yeah. Mm. So very hard to meet good nice men or women nowadays. That's why people keep change. But mm. in the whole world, mm. there is not perfect person you're going to meet. Like, for example, mm-hmm. 100 is perfect. If the person like 60, 70, that's, you have to satisfy, actually. You have to settle that's my 70%. Opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that's my opinion. Okay, before I marry, mm. I say, the guy, no gamble, no hit me. And no cheating, then I'm not gonna divorce. That's what I second thought, you know. Yeah. So, I'm so surprised by these Your responses. Mom's very understanding. <laughs> really, Brian? Why? No, it's yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah. I think it's yeah. maybe different than you, mom. Maybe. So you're saying if somebody, if, you're, <laughs> no. if your kid said that they're dating around a lot, then you would be concerned that they're not meeting good people because if they met someone good, then they would be like monogamous with them. But I feel like there's some people that like just like being single, though. You you keep changing date, uh-huh. then sooner or later you're never gonna satisfy no matter who yeah. you're gonna meet. Uh-huh. So you maybe never settle is okay too. But yeah, I start thinking like I in my life I always thought about in the boys again, but. Uh, I think it's all men. It's after three months, they're almost three years, then almost men is same. So or, then nowadays, I'm glad I I stay still, you know, mm-hmm. steady. You know? I think this is more common for people in our generation. But 
What would you say if you know, your son came to you and said, I like to have a lot of sex with a lot of different women and I only go on one or two dates and I get bored of it. Mm. I'm, I, I don't oh. want to see them anymore. But I do like having a lot of casual sex with a lot of different types of women. It makes me feel good. Okay. That's if you want a life like that, if it was my son, I'm going to say, if you want a life like that, that's that's okay. But this it's gonna be ending someday. It's gonna be miserable because there's nobody in next to you. Because you keep yeah. changing someday, you can satisfy anybody. It's becoming habit because I saw men like that, especially mm. who stay until like forty. They about ten twenty years single, meet all different mm -hmm. people. They never can settle. They even try. It's not happen they say it's mm. they feel very not calm when they stay with one moment maybe five days they say oh no i have to change i have to change you know they're they're mm. they're used to you know mm. but that's mm. it's not that's it's not good either i think but uh, it's your life you know yeah. you want to live like that <laughs> right. until you want to live like until until you can have sex and then you can you're gonna be alone after then you're gonna be single life, even though you know, mm. uh, lonely or sad, and nobody to talking. And every time you come home, it's dark. Nobody in turn a light on for you or wait for you or stuff. Yeah, but, it's true. But, but it's it's good to you enjoy your whole young time. So yeah, you know that's okay. I think it's not. It's if you start think that way, is. You know, you already have enough satisfied and all time I can be lonely. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is the last one that people asked that they wanted to say to their mom. What would you, let's pretend that it's me saying it. I have mental illness. Somebody said I have depression. Somebody said I have PTSD, anxiety. Um, and I want you to acknowledge that it's a real disease and it's not fake. I'm not making it up. If I said that to you, mom, what would you say? Oh, that is very serious, really. Because uh, that case, you have to see the doctor first, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, mom, if mom live together with uh, daughter or granddaughter, okay, mm -hmm. then maybe parents have more patience to listen and try understand. Yeah. But if your your mother is far away. And that I think the best thing is to have to see the doctor, okay? Mm. Because that is very, mm. that's not easy to think, really. So you have to seriously think. Yeah. Because I see my neighbor, they have a lot of problems like that. Mm -hmm. But if, mm. the, if my daughter or granddaughter have a problem, I don't feel embarrassed or, you know, I don't say, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I don't worry too much. I just give advice because she's the yeah. you know, special doctor. Huh. That's all. I, that's, see, again, I think you're very open-minded because I feel that it's a hard thing to admit to your parents because, for one, you don't want to worry them. And I think that parents, maybe they don't want to admit that it's mm. true. Do you know what I mean? No, like, but the, the, I have to tell parents. I, I will, I will, you, I will tell my mom. But what if? Well, I think, uh, I, I think there might be a lot of 
uh, especially immigrant parents who had their own struggles. And I'm not speaking, uh, I'm just putting a, you know, a situation in theory, Mm -hmm. like it's, if the child, if a son goes to their mom and says, oh, I have this disorder, I imagine that there are parents out there who might say, no, you don't, Mm -hmm. or you're very Mm. weak. Why would you think like that? I saw. You, you, it's because you think that way you have that problem, mm-hmm. but no. you you need First a thing, Korean, you need a yeah. you need a For, win it. I saw Korean Korean people like this mm-hmm. because you are weak. First thing, second right. thing, because you are pebulo. Because you <laughs> you're, you're too pebulo means you are you never been too hungry, so you just yeah. simple thing yeah simple thing to you worry. Mm-hmm. I saw many of my friends who were their kid. Yeah, that's so I start saying, oh my God, oh, that's, that's going to be bad. I have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You know? Because our generation been through too tough a time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I tell young my friend, young my friend say, hey, when I was, when I was 10 years old, when I was a kid, I was always hungry because I, we ate Breakfast late, dinner early, skip the lunch, only rice <laughs> and kimchi. Mm. And she said, young kids say, Ma, uh, uh, why, don't, why didn't you eat ramen? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we, at that time, we would not have a ramen, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, oh, we have two different parts to thinking. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, yeah. uh, new generation have very tough time because... Uh, have more c- competition in school, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of media. You know, too much information, mm-hmm. too much complicated. Yeah, you know, I think very that's very hard. nice that you are seeing that the the modern generation has its own has its own struggles, struggles. and that's very nice of you to recognize. Yes. And I feel like, but also I think it's very it's probably going to be very helpful for this person who submitted that statement sure. to hear you say that answer, even if that's not the answer that they're getting from their parent, because that they all they wanted to hear was for their parent to acknowledge that it's real. So I, I really think that that was probably going to be very great for them to hear your answer. Mom, we're running out of time. So I wanted to tell you the last thing before we go. I have a surprise for you okay. for Mother's Day. I'm coming to Korea. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! When? July. <laughs> I'm gonna be there for one month. July. Yeah. Okay. I thought Mother's Day. Oh I no! Said, oh. Not not. I'm I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Right. July. May eight is May eight is Korean Mother's Day. Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna oh, go I'm in so July happy. with Mino. So we'll be there for one oh, month. Oh, great. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was she my She came in, in July with me, no, surprise Mother's Day. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is here. Okay. So okay. anyway, oh. that was it. Brian, I know Brian has to go. Wow. That was amazing. Okay. This was such an amazing experience. And I just want to say thank you for oh, being a be part of this podcast you. because mm-hmm. uh, and being so open yeah. and for sharing so much about yourself and your life and your perspective and mm-hmm. also i just want to say that yeah it's so it's so interesting meeting you after knowing young me for so long mm-hmm. because you're so outgoing yeah. and mm-hmm. you're very intelligent well, and thank you. wow. you're very open-minded and thank i can you. see where she gets it from so oh. <laughs> thank you <laughs> the apple thank doesn't you. fall far no. from the tree oh <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, thank you, and, and I enjoyed it, and I hope I have right answer, but I don't. Maybe I, I always, I always maybe thinking maybe somebody ask a question. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I wanna say one thing is life is kind of unique, mm-hmm. and don't take it serious. You know, <laughs> it's always pass and always happen. <laughs> you know, after pass, I always miss that time. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I was so stupid. I was so depressed, and you know, so fight for. And when I was spend all my thirty, you know, for worry. Mm-hmm. So after that, now I understand. It's nothing really serious happened. Yeah, you don't have to worry. <laughs> All right. Yep. Well, oh. thank you, mom well, and Brian. I hope. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> you guys have a good time, and thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye, mom. Bye. Bye. Bye.